If you enjoy Worth It, consider joining the Worth It Squad Facebook group. We're a squad of fellow prayer warriors and thought conquerors. We pray together, we celebrate each other, and through all that's going on in life, we grow together. We encourage and keep each other accountable. There's no judgment here, no shame. We understand that life can be overwhelming, but you don't have to battle it alone. We can make it worth it together. So take a moment, look up Worth It Squad on Facebook, grab your sword warrior, and join your squad today. Have you ever felt stuck? I mean like stagnant. Like you're just kind of hovering over this situation going on in your life or just in your life in general. It doesn't feel like anything is moving right now, but yet you get this sense you need to do something to make this move. Or maybe you don't get this sense of that and you're just waiting for God to move and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and all you're wanting out of this stagnation is transformation because you've been praying and hoping for so long for deliverance out of a situation, out of certain behaviors in your life, whatever it may be. The answer to this is very simple, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But I don't think this is a very popular subject. However, it is severely lacking in the church today. And this needs to be the, the number one thing that we turn to because this is something that Paul preached in the scriptures. And that thing is repentance. It's not just a thing, it's a key, it's a catalyst to your change. And it's been a catalyst to my change. I will tell you right now, I am not the same person that I was four years ago. <laughs> not even. Yes, I've got you know, the same traits and everything like that, but I process things so much differently. And I'm happier because of it, because God has opened my mind through this process to allow me to see and understand myself and how I process things, how I see the world, how I can help people, and how He is using me in this world. This repentance that so many people shy away from This is the game changer in your life. This is where the healing begins. This is where freedom begins on your journey. It's where peace begins. So if any of this has resonated with you, this episode is for you. Welcome to Worth It, the podcast where we answer anxiety, deflate fear, and shut down shame. You were made to thrive. My mission is to help you get deeply rooted with God and reclaim your weapon that the enemy of God has been using against you. After going to battle for my own mind four years ago, I realized that there is a war going on for our minds, a battle that begins with how we think. Sis, you have much more control than you realize. With each episode, you'll learn how to fight back and become more confident in the truth that God already knows. You are worth it. I'm Michelle Remington, Christian mindset coach, thought captivator, daughter of the king and warrior mama.
Grab your sword, daughter of the king. It's time to unleash your inner warrior princess. Welcome back, warrior. And this today is most definitely warrior training. This is kind of some intense warrior training, if you will, because this is a huge battle for many people. Repentance is what we're talking about today. And this is something that the enemy of God doesn't even want you to go near to because repentance means that you are changing your heart. And in changing your heart, you're turning it closer to God. And then God in turn is continuing to work in you and he can work more mightily in you through repentance. That's why the enemy of God doesn't want you to see it. And quite honestly, this particular subject that a lot of people don't like to talk about is something that can cause a lot of people to remember condemnation that they have felt in the past because they've had experiences with people. They've had experiences with people in the church, but these are people. This is not God. You cannot pin what people do on God. The word repentance makes some people instantly think about judgment and condemnation, but everything in the scripture tells you that repentance brings about peace, healing, transformation, freedom. That's what repentance is all about. And it is absolutely vital, vital. I want you to listen so closely today. If you have to listen to it a few times, I don't care. As long as you get what God wants you to get from this. Repentance is vital to your journey of freedom, of emotional intelligence, and reaching the potential that God has created for you in reaching the next level in your relationship with God. And repentance is not just a one-time thing. It's not a one and done. It's not the same as confessing your faith. It's not the same as regretting the bad things that you have done. Repentance is a transformational experience in your walk of faith with Jesus. It is a lifestyle choice. As Paul says, I die daily. He's talking about repentance. Now, I know you probably usually don't hear those two together, repentance and lifestyle choice. I get it. But that's really what it is. This is just a part of your closer walk with God is repentance. God isn't condemning you or anything like that. But as we go through this world and as humans, we make mistakes. We have misjudgments and God in his grace and his mercy is, has given us this ability to repent of the things that we have done so that we can be free of them and continue to pursue him, pursue his ways, and change the way that we live while we do it as we draw closer to him. Condemnation would be if God were to say, well, you did this, so you're never going to live with me in heaven. You did this, so you're never going to see the day. You're never going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Condemnation is just like throwing it up in your face. And you know who does that real well? Mm hmm. Yeah. The enemy of God. We don't mention his name. We glorify God and we say that he is the enemy of God. He's the one that specializes 
in condemnation and does that exact thing. And we will see it on Judgment Day because he is going to be there throwing up all kinds of shade and condemnation like they did this and they did this and they don't deserve to live with you eternally in heaven. Yeah, he's shady. So for those who have had a bad experience with people that go to church, maybe it's been a bad experience with a whole church or a big group in church. Maybe it's been several bad experiences. I just want to remind you that those are people and those are people that are in church because they need God and you're experiencing them in moments where they are missing the mark. And as the word says, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And in those moments where you have experienced that condemnation or judgment or whatever it was in the church, maybe we didn't know enough about God and his word and his ways to know that those were moments where we could have had mercy and grace. But because of experiences that we've had previously in life and emotions and perceptions that we have had in life, those experiences with the church, with people in church, triggered something. And it made you shy away. It made you back away from God. It made you stay away from God when you were so close to being beginning your relationship with Him. Or furthering your relationship with him. But that's okay. Because we're here right now. So maybe that's part of your healing. Maybe healing from bad church experiences. Or healing from other traumatic experiences in your life. And those times when you could have gone further in your relationship with God. The good thing is is that God is a redeemer of time. And he will do it. He is faithful to do it. It's just human beings not handling faith well, not explaining faith well, being carnal. And that carnal experience, a lot of times people attribute that to God. But I know for a fact that as you read the Word of God, you will find that God is not a God of condemnation. He is not a God of carnal reactions. He is a God of peace and love and mercy, and grace. He is faithful. And the very fact that you are here listening to this means that he's not done with you yet. God is still working in you, and he is working in you to bring about a conversation. And not just any conversation, a transformational conversation. The conversation you have been waiting for, longing for, aching for, for so long, so much so in your spirit that you couldn't even bring about the words to say it, but your tears told it. I have been there many, many times, and I can tell you that God is faithful. He hears you. He sees you. So I want you to join me today. Take that leap with me today. Now, I'm sure you've heard the term carrying a lot of baggage. And usually that refers to like emotional trauma or stress. 
spiritual trauma or stress, experiences, abuse, stuff that just leaves you haggard, stuff that leaves you weary and worn and battered, but you're carrying this baggage around with you because that's all you got. That's all you know. In this transformational experience of repentance, this is the therapeutic moment when we let it go. We put the baggage down and we walk away from it. We throw it over a cliff. We set it on fire. Whatever. Whatever you have to do in your mind to let that go. I can't tell you how many times I have prayed and repented to God and I knew I had to let things go and I literally just hold my hands out and just mentally putting that thing in my hands and with my eyes closed I lay that thing down I lay that baggage down before Jesus is thrown it's something that I have to physically see myself do and like physically take the action to do and for me that's part of the healing process so let's first go over the difference between repentance and regret because this is very important because when you're in the midst of the chaos it can be hard to determine the difference between regret and repentance. This is something that we spiritually discern. And as with other disciplines that we practice in our life, this is something that the more we practice in our walk with God, the more we're able to differentiate between the two because we have past experiences to draw from. So regret is basically when you feel sorry for doing something, maybe you were caught. So you feel bad about it. And because you feel bad about it, you want to say, oh, I'm sorry, God. But somehow or some way, you end up doing it again, going back to it. Repentance is when you have a change of mind, a change of heart, and you see that whatever this thing is that you are repenting of, that you've done, is something that grieves God. And because it grieves God, it grieves you. And you genuinely want to change. You genuinely seek to change. And you are ready to pursue that change. And at that point, spiritually, you are opening yourself even further to God. And this allows Him to work even more in your life. Now with both, there may be a lot of crying. But with repentance, you end up leaving that meeting with God, trusting and knowing that God is going to be with you and he's going to help you. So when you're repenting, I'm going to do a little walkthrough for you. Obviously, you're going to go to prayer and you may need some time to think and you know, pray, ask God to search your heart. Or maybe you're sitting there in silence with God and you're searching your heart with him together. And then you begin to speak and you say, Lord, I repent of this, whatever it is. I mean, this is the moment where you're, you're like really, really getting real with God. I've mentioned getting real with God before. This is, this is part of it. Don't hold anything back. Don't hide anything. God already sees it. When you're getting real 
with God, it can be difficult because you're also getting real with yourself because a lot of times the things that you're repenting of is the things that you've been trying to hide or trying to gloss over and and ignore and not even look at. And sometimes you may find it hard to speak, not because it's hard to speak to God, but it's hard to hear yourself say it. So when you ask God, you say, God, I repent and you let it all out. Let it all out, girl. Okay? And like I said before, what I do sometimes is like I feel like I will need to take some physical action to repent of this for myself. And this is something that as you continue this lifestyle of repentance, you're going to find your own rhythm of what you need to do when you are repenting of whatever it is. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to have to repent every day, all day, because you're such a bad person. No, we are human. We make mistakes. And here's one thing I want to explain to you. And I am so thankful that my pastor explained this to me in discipleship when I first started going to church. There are sins of omission and sins of commission. So sins of omission are sins that you know that you have done that you don't want to talk about. But then sins of commission are sins that you don't even know you've already done. And I can tell you from experience, when you are going through emotional turmoil, emotional crisis in your life, there are things that you're going to do. There's, there's sins that, that you're going to do without even realizing that it was a sin. You're not going to realize until later. But as part of your healing, I highly, highly recommend that you repent once you realize it. Because once you realize it, it switches over into the omission. It, it bounces from commission to omission once you realize what you've done. There's no condemnation here. No condemnation at all. That's the enemy of God trying to make you feel bad about repenting, hoping that you're not actually going to repent. Repentance, this act of repentance that you are practicing is an act of seeking your freedom. It's an act of liberation. It's an act of peacemaking with God and with yourself. And it may be hard at first because you're still healing from some of the trauma that you're going through. So if you feel like you need some help, even if it's just like you're kind of like on the fence and you're teetering, like, oh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But that emotional turmoil and that trauma can be so overwhelming for you sometimes. I'm going to urge you, urge you to seek out and get in contact, work with a member of your church ministry or a Christian counselor that can help you through this process. Because if you're, if you're feeling shaky about it in any way, I don't want you to be alone. I do want you to be with a spirit-filled friend or member of your ministry filled with the Holy Spirit that can help guide you through this. Now, one thing I will say, because for a long time, I did this. In your journey and possibly like a fear of moving forward, you may try to use repentance as a crutch. I know, it sounds kind of weird, but a lot of people do it. They keep repenting and repenting and repenting 
but there's not much change going on. It's kind of like stalled repentance. Always remember that repentance requires more action from you after your conversation of repentance in prayer. There's going to be some kind of action that you need to take to continue in the process and to move with the work that God is doing. It's kind of like if you're in a ship, but there's no wind and it's stagnant. You're going to need the power of some wind to move you and you're ship is going to be moving and you're going to have to move with your ship. Now, another thing that you may experience when you begin your journey through repentance with God, you may find that it gets frustrating. And it's because I was kind of like in this stall phase and it got frustrating to the point where I was like, am I here again, Lord? I'm getting so frustrated with myself. Lord, why do you deal with this? Why do you still love me? Like I would have I would have given up on myself. Now, part of that is not giving yourself grace and mercy. But remember the other part of that is whatever that action is that you need to take once you repent. And you know what? That action it you know, it may not be as drastic as the acts that you took to change your life once you began to live for God. It may be something so subtle, or it may be some of the most challenging things that you've done in your life. I don't know what it's going to look like for you, but just know that a change is going to need to happen. You're going to need to execute that change, however big or small, however insignificant or huge it may be. And remember, anytime you try to move closer to God, that's when the enemy of God is going to try to move in and kick your feet out from under you, kick you while you're down, start beating on you and lying to you, whispering in your ear as you're repenting, saying, oh, you're such a bad person. No one could ever love you. God doesn't love you. You're so horrible. Do any of those lies sound familiar? to negative thoughts that may be running through your head or may have run through your head. Yeah, he doesn't really change up his tactics much. But you can always find the truth of who God says you are in his word. And in prayer, he will amplify that in your experience with his spirit. God loves you so much that he's giving you this safe space to repent and to learn the process of repentance. And we need to keep practicing, keep practicing repentance. As we continue to practice repentance, the better and the better we get. And we may soon realize that I'm not repenting as much as I was. I'm doing a whole lot better. But repentance is something that has to go hand in hand with prayer and with reading God's word. As my pastor said recently, the more of God's word that you consume, the more God has to work with. And then you amplify that with repentance and reading God's word. And the more you amplify that with repentance and prayer, oh, God's going to have so much to work with. And through that experience, you're going to be able to 
open yourself more and more. I've said it in past episodes, but the way that that I see it for myself and has really helped me to open up more to God and to allow Him to work more fully in me is to picture myself as a house. And like I literally, in my mind, pictured myself giving Him the key to the house. And I said verbally, Jesus, I give you the keys to my house, to this temple that you have created. You've got all the keys to every single doors, the doors I want you to open, the doors I don't want you to open, the doors I know about, and the doors I don't know about, like suppressed thoughts and feelings and experiences. And I've done this several times because I know that number one, I need a reminder that and like I need to give my mind and my 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 in my hearing, I need to give my mind and my body and my brain a reminder that I am giving Jesus full reign to work in me. What you say, what you say is very important, not just in the world, but in prayer, in your prayer life, in your spiritual life. How you speak to God and His Word is so powerful, especially, especially if you want God's Word to have the most power in your life. You've heard me say it before, the triple whammy. You speak it, you see it, you hear it. Your body is getting full immersion, like full-on baptism in the Word of God. And that's why repentance can be a catalyst in your life. If you've been praying, if you've been reading God's Word, and you're wanting God to work more in your life, you've seen Him work in your life already, and you want more of Jesus, repentance is your next step. Repentance is the next thing that you add to your spiritual life with Jesus. And when you do that, you will see a true transformation. The transformation that you've been craving and yearning for aching for. I've experienced this for myself, not just when I first started living for God and understanding his word and going through discipleship, but in other times in my life where I got stuck, I got stagnant, and I needed God to move. But God needed me to make a move because I had all this baggage. I have picked up all this stuff. And honestly, if we pick up all this stuff, if we pick up all these bags, think about it. Are we really going to be like, okay, Lord, just take all these bags? We're going to have to do some work to let this baggage go. And there may be some of those bags that are hard to detach, but God can help you through it. And you may need God to detach some of the lighter bags in order for you to physically take off some of the bags that have formed an indentation in your skin that have maybe left scars. It's funny, I'll be honest with you, like show you a little snapshot into how I, how all of these things, all these thoughts, all these concepts come to life 
since beginning this podcast, there's so many times when I'll be in prayer, I'll be reading God's word, and all of a sudden he just gives me a download and gives me the uh, these ideas of what to do a show on. And it's not just like an idea of like one sentence. He gives me the idea and then he starts moving the gears in my brain and thinking about like how I'm going to talk about this, what what experience from my past that I can use to relate this to that will show God. And I, I've lost count, honestly, of the amount of times where God has taken me on that emotional journey, usually to remind me of the vulnerable moments, of the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the raw emotions that you feel at that time, the agony, the doubt, the fear, the worry, the shame. There's so many times when he takes me on that journey to remind me. And I, I thoroughly believe he does that so that I don't miss out on something, but mainly so that I can, my words can meet you where you are. And that's exactly what I pray this podcast does, is meet you where you are. Now, in the case of repentance, I cannot stress enough. I cannot emphasize enough to you how vitally, vitally important repentance is. You have to have it. You may have trauma connected to it. There may be triggers connected to it for you. You can rely on God and you can take those to God and he will help you to release those so that you can begin your journey, your lifestyle of repentance. It has to happen. Like I said before, it's because of those sins of commission and those sins of omission. Sins of commission are the ones that you don't realize you're doing until after you've done it. And it may be years after. You don't realize that, oh, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And there's been times when I've repented for something that I did years ago because God, praise God, he opened up my eyes and helped me to see. And a lot of times when, even when I repent of something that I experienced or did like years and years ago, what I didn't realize, but God realized is that there's some kind of an emotional string there that's been triggered, that's been triggering me, that's been affecting and changing how I've been reacting to my current life. Something that's been holding me back. Or maybe it's something that, as I see it now, it's like a light bulb gone off in my mind. And I see, number one, where God has been working and where God worked in my life. And I get like this epiphany moment. And it's like this instant download from God, like, oh, that's what it means. And you get this more full understanding from God. God works in so many amazing ways. So many amazing ways. God is faithful. God 
is good. The times that we live in are changing drastically. And repentance is becoming more important than ever. Because as things change, we will be challenged. As things change, we will be desensitized to certain things. And that in itself silently challenges our beliefs, silently challenges this faith that we have built our lives upon. And the less baggage we have, and the more we focus and make a lifestyle out of praying, reading God's word, repentance, and really studying God's word and understanding it. And I'm not just talking from like a scholarly level of understanding like the seven Greek words for love or anything like that. I'm talking about getting a real understanding of God's word and how it applies to us today. Because today is quickly changing and the times are quickly changing. Transformation needs to occur. And if you're hearing this, if you're hearing my voice talk about repentance, this is your wake-up call. This is God calling on you to repent. It won't be easy at first. It may be challenging. You may get frustrated with yourself. Or you may even surprise yourself and come out of your prayer and your repentance conversation with God and feel light and feel that burden of that baggage taken off of you. Either way, that repentance needs to occur for transformation to continue. Your relationship with God is more than just an initial experience with Him. It's like a saga. It's a journey. It's a lifetime with God. We have to change the way that we look at our faith in our relationship with God. Because just like when we enter into a marriage contract with someone, it's the good, the bad, the ugly. It's the same with God. The good, the bad, the ugly, only he knows us, like through and through. But he's not carnal and he doesn't like throw it up in our face every time we have a fight or something. <laughs> he knows us. He loves us. And he's patient with us. Even more patient with us when he sees us trying to change and go through this journey to, for our own selves, find the person that he created us to be. So many times we've taken on so much baggage that we don't even recognize ourselves even anymore. Now, because he created us, God will always recognize us, but we can so easily lose ourselves in this world. So today's podcast was about repentance. I hope, I pray that this has been enlightening for you and hopefully You've been able to learn something from my experiences and from like the things that I've been taught. But the one thing I will ask of you is to take this to heart, knowing that there is no amount of condemnation here and only a sincere, honest, and true love for you. Because I know what it's like to feel stuck. I know what it's like to feel lost and lonely, depressed, ready to give up, hopeless, in darkness. But I've also seen what happens 
when you cry out to God from the darkness and he kicks into the door, that door of the dungeon that you made for yourself and that you've allowed yourself to be beaten and bruised in. And I've seen the transformation that can happen when you begin a lifestyle of repentance in understanding who God is, that he is holy and he is good. There is no shade in him. There is no sin in him. There's a reason why God came down from his throne as Jesus and sacrificed himself on the cross for us because he knew that we would make mistakes, but he knew that it was possible in the human heart for us to repent and to change our ways. And knowing that he decided to make a way for that to happen. Instead of living by the law and dying by the law, he went back to his original covenant and promise with Abraham, that covenant of faith. And in dying on the cross, he built that bridge of faith to reach you where you are, that bridge of faith and forgiveness. And the way we walk across it is repentance and righteous living, living the right way for God. God is gracious. God is faithful. You cannot even fathom how much he loves you. This message is for you today. Let's go ahead and finish out in prayer. Lord Jesus, I praise you and I glorify you, God. Honestly, I'm just floored at your grace and your mercy and your amazing love. It surpasses all condemnation. It surpasses every frustration that we may have with ourselves. that you have provided this opportunity for us to continue with you and to experience you more is amazing. And I pray, Lord, for the person hearing this, I pray, Lord, that you would help them through this process of learning repentance. I pray, Lord, that you would help them as they begin their journey, help them through their journey, open their eyes, open their heart, help them to see the areas where they faltered. But as they see the areas where they faltered, Lord, I pray that you would help them also see your love and your mercy and feel your love and your mercy. I pray, Lord, that you would meet them where they are. I pray, Lord, a hedge of protection around the person listening so that they would find that safe space where they can repent and draw closer to you, God. No matter where they are, no matter what situation they are in, you can make a way where there was no way. And I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your great love and your mercy, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for showing those that are listening that you are not done with them yet. And it's fueled by your unimaginable love for them. I praise you, Jesus, and I glorify your name, God. It's in your precious and your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. 
Thank you for joining me on another episode of Worth It. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe if this podcast has been a blessing to you. And to find more tools for your journey to deepening your faith, emotional mastery, and thriving on purpose, visit michelleremington.com. 